This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh, you crazy! You must be crazy! No I saw you crazy! You Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, da, 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 da. we're not crazy! Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mental Recon Podcast. Welcome, guys, to episode number 21 of the Mentally Gone Podcast. 21. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I'm the future Joe Rogan. And I'm also Santa Claus. <laughs> and the pigs fly now. And the Easter Bunny. And, and the Easter Bunny <laughs> and all the above. Um, welcome. Uh, whether it's your first time listening or if you're you know, already accustomed to the brand and you're a, a, a frequent listener, uh, shout out to you. Appreciate the support. Uh, we wanted to start this episode off with something light. And when I say something light, <laughs> Gabriella and I stumbled across an article recently that talks about these crazy experiments that have been conducted in real life and that just aren't talked about enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've never heard of these experiments. And most of these happened in mid-1900s. And the first one that we want to talk about or the one that we want to talk about on this episode is called monkey head transplant. Mm -hmm. Let me just read an excerpt from this article real quick. The head transplant occurred on March 14th, 1970. It took White and his assistants hours to perform the carefully carefully choreographed operation, separating a monkey's head from its body and reattaching it to a new body. When the monkey woke and found that its body had been switched for a new one, it angrily attacked. No, it angrily tracked white with its eyes and snapped at him with its teeth. The monkey survived a day and a half before succumbing to complications from the surgery. As bad as it was for the monkey, it could have been worse. White noted that from a surgical point of view, it would have been easier to put the monkey's head on backwards. I don't know what the fuck that means. But that's crazy. They essentially... Remove the monkey's head and attach it to another monkey's body. And it, and it worked. It worked. Even even if it was just briefly, like for one day, they said. Yeah. And complications could have also been because of the trauma and the, you know, reaction. The, the initial shock. Yeah, the anxiety. Maybe have it like just shocked his body into right. death, ultimately. Do you think that the monkey consciously thought to himself like fuck like what the fuck just happened like i don't feel like myself this isn't my body i don't feel too good mr stark i don't feel too good mr stark and then just <laughs> try to um, decapitate i'm the laughing guy. but it's like that's so like inhumane to me no it is it's it's very unethical right like, it's just ah, uh, like i don't know it's it made me so uncomfortable to read, like just to read. So just imagining if there's like any footage of it or or which there probably pictures is. or something, but but not available to the public. Yeah, and I'm sure that they've done it with other animals too. Right, because because you read that they've done it with like dogs and stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, they actually not the the, the transplant, but they did what with dogs? They did. There was an experiment that some someone named like. Vladimir Demikov or something. Russians are crazy. He created 20 two-headed dogs. 22 individual bodies of dogs with two heads. 20, 20 two-headed dogs. So, twenty, yeah, a body with two heads. Right. Uh, like two dog yeah, yeah, heads yeah, on yeah. each body. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know why. And apparently his reason was to because he was trying to, like, inch his way to be able to do a human heart and and uh, brain transplant i think it mm-hmm. was something like that which makes total sense right like you yeah d- duplicating a dog's head and then you naturally just transition to open well, heart surgery it's not duplicating its head 
it's generating a new one. It's no, they literally cut another dog's head off of their own body and attached it to an existing dog. What? Yes. I thought and, it was like a genetic and manipulation. Some of them even had like legs sticking out. So like just imagine sh- like our dog Shadow. I'm going to put with an another image for TikTok. With another dog's like front legs and its head on his like on the back of his neck or something. That's wild. So two ha- and I, I'm pretty sure that they like no, they didn't they didn't like genetically create dog heads. They took exis- existing dogs and then just like sewed them together. For like, basically, that's what they did. That's fucking. Wild. Yeah, I don't <sighs> understand how that would help. And he was not the first person to surgically do a, a human heart transplant. By the way, which was his goal, someone else beat him to it. Yeah, because that someone else wasn't busy duplicating dog heads. I think that that was like a money thing maybe money how like maybe selling these like absurd looking monstrosity of of a dog Mm. maybe made like a profit and that's why 20 of them were made did you know that china has a very peculiar peculiar market for um just just like freak shows and Mm. they're they're very attracted to like freak shows and so like that's why in china and in russia too it's like uh, be it like literal freak shows, uh, you know, like people who are just, just like deformed, mm-hmm. um, they'll like gather crowds around them mm-hmm. because people are just intrigued. So it could be for one of those shows for circuses too. People pay a price to see the two headed dog. People pray a pi- uh, pray a price, <laughs> pray a price. Peter Pepper. Oh, Pepper. see that makes sense. Yeah. Because have you ever watched American Horror Story? Well, I don't well, think you, you... yeah. you made me watch like an episode. Off of the season Freak Show, which uh. is just, which is essentially about that, where Sarah Paulson plays the two-headed twin. Mm-hmm. You remember? I don't know if you remember me I showing you. I think I remember, yeah. And, and then there's the bearded lady. There's the world's shortest exactly. woman who actually is the world's shortest woman in the show and in real life um there's like a guy with like lobster hands like there's all these and and then there's someone in the show who like shows an interest in the two-headed twins and then tries to like buy them out essentially Mm. so kind of like what what you're saying it's like it's like putting a price on because people have like a strange um knack for these like yeah for things that are out of the right right which is that's 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 partially why and this is not racist this is factual but but that's that's why uh when like black people go to china like chinese people always like take pictures of them and stuff because they're so out of like out of the norm and different from what they are that's crazy yeah yeah but it's true though and a lot of people listening to this can can vouch for that because it's it's like obvious you know like and there's a lot of there are a lot of YouTubers, um, black YouTubers who have done pranks in China. And that's what happens a lot is like everybody stares because like you, you're you're so used to not only a certain norm, but to like people looking very similar to how you look aesthetically. Mm-hmm. That when someone who's just like a complete like opposite of the spectrum appears in your mm-hmm. city or in your town it's just crazy it's like whoa it's like, like what's that it's like the i watched the blind side today again yeah. after not having watched Gray it for film, years Sandra yeah. Bullock, and your performance and michael who plays the the black football player in the michael jackson in the movie to represent the real michael or or however you say his name um at one point she says, um, obviously, his adopted mom in the movie says, I, I don't know her name, but she says um, that because he goes to an always school and that he's like a fly in a glass of milk. It's like you, 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 he automatically stands out. Right. And that was like the comparison that she made. So that's interesting mm-hmm. what you said. Like, it's it's very easy to. To just like pinpoint someone when they're like out of the yeah. ordinary in their in that particular setting. So right. And um, speaking of standing out like a sore thumb and the uh, mystical and the uh, out of the norm, um, 
I just wanted to quickly touch on a viral TikTok that has been going around about a supposedly real merman, mermaid, mermaid uh, that has been found in like somewhere in Africa, washed up on the in shore. In Kenya, I think. Kenya, yeah. in African Kenya, washed up on the shore, supposedly a real mermaid. Mm-hmm. And this video has been going viral on TikTok. Everybody's speculating. Some people believe that it's actually real. Well, a lot of people were like gills on their neck. A lot of people were like pointing out that there's gills on the neck, but you could barely tell because it's always these things are always filmed with like a freaking uh, calculator. Calculator, yeah, yeah. It's like aliens and any mystical creature. It's always filmed in the worst calculator. It's like it's like those um school fight cameras, you know? Yeah. That's like all shaky and blurry. World star. And it's like world star, world star. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was interesting. And I just wanted to point something out that I found interesting. Like after seeing that video, I immediately began doing some research on like mermaids, right? Because I was just intrigued. I was like, what the fuck? And I don't know if you know this, but for as far as 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 we have like written documentation of like ancient civilizations, there all have been detailed descriptions of these creatures that have lower body uh, sea cre- uh, lower body sea creature and upper body human, hmm. and vivid descriptions. So like even in I think it's like ancient Sumerian text or drawings, they're they're present uh, around Christopher Columbus's time. The maps were like populated with these like ancient mystical beings. And the theory is that they've been hunted over hundreds of years, hunted down and just killed off because humans declared a vendetta against these beings because they they maybe like killed their loved ones or killed their royalties or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the whole tale goes that when sailors were at sea, they would hear siren noises Oh, yeah. That that would like lure them, but it's also like a mystical uh, spell that these mermaids would cast on these sailors, and then and then a lot of them would would even jump into the water and try to like swim and and just escape and just never be found again. When I took, I think it was AP literature, we we learned about because there's like a lot of, um, uh, I think it's, I think it's Greek. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. But there are stories of of like ship, you know, men on ships mm-hmm. hearing and and they're actually referred to as sirens, like mm-hmm. the these women, these like yeah, female yeah, yeah. creatures, they're named sirens. And then they would be lured and like slaughtered, like just just like killed because they were so like captivated by like the angelic voice or and the beauty yeah. of the upper body yeah part of and it. then because they often were bare-breasted mm-hmm. is that the right term I'm bare-breasted not, i'm not sure but yeah they were Probably. they were they were naked naked yes naked. um and then one other theory relating to mermaids real quick before we move on is um that apparently there's a group of scientists who are firm believers that instead of humans having evolved from like land mammals that they actually evolved from this um hybrid of sea and land creature known as the mermaid and that humans have actually evolved over time like the the transition was from sea to land and that's why every mermaid depiction like for example the hands they have like that extra flab of skin in between that serve as like the webbed yeah webbed hand right and then gills and all that stuff. And it's it, it's also curious why the earliest civilizations of land humans always developed their civilizations on the like near banks of water and near rivers. Mm. And they were pescatarians. So they would rely on fishing to survive. And so if you're a sea creature, that's all you rely on. And so if you're a more evolved hybrid version of that, it would only make sense that that's what you consume is just fish. And you know what's interesting, too, is that there are some people in the world who have like webbed feet and webbed, you know, fingers, more specifically feet, just like what's his name? The pop, the famous swimmer. Olympic Michael Phelps Phelps has all webbed feet. He has webbed feet? Webbed feet. No, that's why he's an incredible swimmer. Are you serious? I'm being so serious. Wow. He has webbed feet. Am I wrong? No, he definitely does. 
Let's fact check this, Jamie. Jamie, pull it up. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Jamie very quick. We need a Jamie. So if you guys want to um, be an intern at Mentally Gone and work for free, <laughs> feel free, man. Come on aboard. Hold on, she's 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 doing the googling. How could I find it? Just just put pictures of Michael Phelps' feet. And then if it turns out to be true, I'll just um, plaster that right here on screen for the podcast listeners. If not, then. There are some there. Well, hold on a second. It's really hard. That's what she said. Is it Michael Phelps? I don't know now. Uh Oh, spreading misinformation here. Someone has webbed feet. And I know because my little cousin has two of his toes are webbed, for example. That's crazy. Yeah, like it's a real thing. All right, we believe you. Yeah, I can't really find the picture. I don't think people zoom in on his feet, but but maybe we'll be able to find it later. Which makes sense because he's probably one of the exceptional human beings that spends an enormous amount of time in water. Yeah. Right? Like training every day. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense. Anyway, so um, I just wanted to talk a little bit and, and shed some light on what I believe. Well, I didn't really say what I believe. I think that I want to believe that mermaids exist the same extent that I want to believe that aliens exist, but not with the same solid understanding. So, like, I don't have a solid understanding of what mermaids are and what the logistics of, you know, of their existence looks like. They they seem more like magical creatures instead of like super advanced creatures from space, you know. So to me, it's more like magic and and spells and like mystical, not nonsense, but like, you know, like it's more like a fiction. Deep within the ocean, there's some crazy looking fish. Right. So there's that. And we haven't explored all the ocean. Right. We've explored more of space, quote unquote, than the ocean. Yeah. Which, like, how could that be true? But I'm not even going to get into that. Anyways, yeah, that'll be be taking too long. All right. So I just wanted to quickly segue from the monkey head transplant. I just wanted to talk about something that I read on on, online earlier today really quickly. Let me just find it real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Hurry up, Jamie. Hurry up, Jamie. Okay. This metaverse startup says it can help you live forever. Metaverse startup Somnium Space has announced plans to offer users a new lot. I can't read today. Okay, let me do that one more time. This metaverse startup says it can help you live forever. Metaverse startup Somnium Space has announced plans to offer users a new live forever mode. The service would collect massive amounts of data, including your conversations, gestures, and travels inside the Somnium world to create an AI-powered avatar intended to be your mirror image. It will stay there after your death, and people can talk to it like a real person. Last year, a South Korean broadcaster used AI to create an afterlife avatar for artists. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know if you saw, but I was rolling my eyes. Yeah. It's like, can't we all just fucking die naturally and move on with life? Like, really, guys? What's the song of that first TikTok that you made of? I don't want to die young. I don't want to die. Whatever. Shouldn't want to die young. No, I'm not. I shouldn't want to die young. No, I'm not. I'll die So she's a hypocrite for saying that. Because one of her first ever TikToks was that. What? It was a song about shouldn't want to die young whatever anyways hypocrite that's so what do you think about it i think just like i said um i i'm so against meta anything metaverse meta uh uploading avatar living in (laughs) virtual worlds but why because i like it's it's a personal thing like i like i couldn't see myself doing that like Mm. why not why not be here and now in the real world instead of this fictitious, you know, 
reality yeah like it's 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 literally ai it's all it's all a simulation which we're probably in a simulation so like i don't know it's just strange it's Mm. just weird to me what's the look what's crazy to me is that people believe that the big bang theory that happened i think it's like 13 billion years ago is more believable than the idea that let's say uh last week this reality that you're in was created and every memory that you have right now of any experience from years and years ever since you were born is nothing but a program being installed in your hard drive and you start your week believing that you've been alive for how 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 many more years or how many years Hmm. this is called the universe was created on thursday theory i don't know if you've heard of it Mm -mm. but essentially the concept is that is that if people believe that the big bang theory happened 13 million years ago why can't they believe in this idea that what if like what if your reality right now that you're experienced that you're experiencing was created on a thursday like last thursday by this ultra advanced civilization and all the memories that you have and memories are flawed by the way because because you can't recall like smells and and like actual sensations that are 100% accurate, right? So wait, so memories are super flawed. So who's to say that this super advanced civilization didn't install these memories into your hard drive and in an attempt to make you experiencing experience everything you're experiencing? And then who's to, because like, do you know how, how for example, when you go to sleep, right, you're gone. Like, you're not conscious, obviously, so you're gone for those eight hours, correct? Yeah. When you have those, like, uh, brain farts and you lose keys and you forget where you put stuff or all this, you were gone for that a lot of time, and that's why you can't remember because you forgot where you put your keys. So it's like a blip in the system. It's like, oh, like, that was not you doing the stuff in that moment because you forgot where you placed the keys. If it was actually you doing it, then you would have remembered where you put the stuff. Mm. So memory loss could just be a blip in the system. You know, (laughs) I don't see, look, look, it's not, it's not like, I'm not discrediting anything you're saying. Like I'm just somebody who's very skeptical about this whole this whole like simulation thing that we're in or that we're programmed like i'm i'm a huge skeptic to that because maybe you were programmed to because be a skeptic because to me <laughs> see to to me it's like i feel real like you see me when i'm asleep so you know i'm real and and i don't know how to explain it but you know it's it's like how could this right. be programmed, but then we're interacting with each other? Like, how do our programs, yes no. how do our programs like intertwine and how do our programs intertwine with our audience? Because they interact with us. So, like, is this all in the programming? Well, look, look, if you're sleeping and I'm awake and I'm on my phone and I and I turn and see you sleeping, all I see is the representation of Gabriella sleeping. I don't see who is actually operating the system <laughs> that's known as Gabriella Lopes. I don't see it actually manifesting itself because you're sleeping. Have you ever seen the the SpongeBob episode? I'm sorry to like compare it to a kid show where Plankton like yes. puts like a controller in SpongeBob's brain and is like controlling yes. him. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing whenever you say yeah. that there's like a chip inside of me. Did you know that 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 there's another theory and I'm like, I'm just big on theories now because I become the conspiracy yeah. theory guy on TikTok. So I have to be, you know, on top of my game. But there's another theory about that, that basically, basically claims that inside of everybody's head, there's like a small little like ultra advanced creature mm-hmm. that's operating everything, except it can't be detected because our senses are limited to this ultra advanced civilization's de- detection. Mm-hmm. So like our five senses can't really assimilate their presence because they operate in like a different dimension and they use completely different senses. 
Like in a parallel universe kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But it's a simultaneous reality where their presence is inhabited inside of our heads. Mm. And so that could be interesting because then that could, like, we could be just avatars for these aliens. So everything I'm saying right now, me moving my hands, is all being controlled by this alien who is now operating inside of my head. And so everything I say and look at the camera, synchronizing, <laughs> synchronizing, I've, synchronizing, synchronizing. You know, <laughs> you know what's interesting? <laughs> when I was like when I was in high school, for example, I had like this weird phase where I felt very disconnected from the world. And I think it's because it was it was like around the time when I was going down all the rabbit holes of like the Zeitgeist movie and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was just having like an existential crisis, I think. But sometimes I would be walking to school and then I would think to myself, I feel like a robot. (laughs) And then I'd say left, right, left, right, (laughs) left, right. It's like my feet, even the pattern that they move at is like a robot. It's like the same pattern. And I'd catch myself like not stepping on the lines in the sidewalk and stuff. And I'd be like, why am I doing that? And then I'm like... Like, I'm not, how do I explain it? We're we're not consciously thinking about every single thing we do. So what what exactly is our subconscious and mm-hmm. what controls it? What Right, like how, how does, especially the subconscious, like how does it function to even make us do physical things that we're not picking up on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that, like that always interested me because I, like I felt, I felt that way for a while, like randomly. I would just have these like, like I would look at my life very objectively. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, who who is this person that this body, like I'm just a body living in this world. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like I like belonged, if that made sense. Like I saw things very objectively. Those are very deep thoughts for like a, a teenage kid. Yeah, like I was probably like 16 when I had still when I had this happening. But still, because like mo- like most people have those thoughts like midlife and that's why it's called midlife crisis you know like identity crisis Mm -hmm. is when you're young but like that's like a whole new level of identity crisis like that's like an existential crisis yeah no at 16 years old i feel like i feel like now why i why i'm try to like turn off those thoughts is because like it it kind of scared me to feel that way because then it it makes you feel like you don't have like because for me purpose in life is through human interaction it's through human connection it's through you know mm-hmm. whatever love happiness it's through emotion right. so to feel like if all you are is a chip or a robot or part of some programming then that automatically takes away the purpose for me at least of what life is mm-hmm. and so that's why, I, like I, com- like I'll instantly shut down any of those theories because any, any it's like no, like yeah. I've had those thoughts and they're not pleasant thoughts, and so this is what I think. I am here. I am me. I have nostalgic memories of a childhood that existed as a real person. Like I'm a real human being, mm-hmm. and or so you think. And I have a soul. Like I'm not just a chip. I have a soul in my body. Mm-hmm. You know supposedly uh anyway (laughs) that's what i think man (laughs) speaking of this is like dissociating do you want to tell people about what we read up on about harry potter oh yeah i've been on a huge okay so ever i just first watched harry potter a couple months ago and it was my first time with you and i loved it i loved it so much and i started rewatching it again and then I kind of went down another rabbit hole of like Harry Potter where I start watching like YouTube videos and reading stuff. And I always do that when when I become like obsessive with stuff. Conspiracy theories. And so I came across this theory. This that, Harry Potter theory. Okay, wait. I came across this Harry Potter theory that Harry Potter, the entire franchise, like the books and, and everything about it is all a hallucination of harry potter himself and the the theory is that he 
was driven to complete insanity and madness while living in the cupboard of his aunt and uncle's home. And because of the mistreatment and abuse that they put him through, that he had to create this fictitious reality to make his life more bearable to live. He had to dissociate. Right. In order. Wow. And and so he created the wizard, like the the wizardry world and and Hogwarts and and even made himself the hero of the story, the center of this universe in order to (laughs) give his life purpose and meaning. Wow. I just got chills all over because I like I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and I've been since a kid. But that makes so much sense. And. And this is what J.K. Rowling had to say because I saved it right here. She responded to this theory because people have brought it up multiple times. I think that's a fabulous point and it speaks so perfectly to the truth of the books. And that's what she had to say. J.K. Rowling herself. She said that herself. Wow. That So basically, it wouldn't be far-fetched if this was the truth. However, I think it's disappointing for fans if that were to be the truth because like everyone grew to love and know Harry for being the, the wizard Harry Potter, you know? Do you know what's funny? What's funny? Is that diehard Harry Potter fans actually do what harry did then because like they live vicariously through harry potter through Mm -hmm. that universe and a lot of them actually dissociate and and just remove themselves from reality and place themselves into this fantasy world into a romanticized version of their lives with like harry potter posters collections of wands they they know spells of verbatim you know like so (laughs) And my sister actually has a Voldemort wand, which we should have brought down. Yeah. Today. If I had known that you were gonna like talk about Harry Potter, because then I would just be like, oh, look at that. yeah. Like that's that's crazy though, and that makes a lot of like psychological sense too. Like like if you ask like a Jordan Peterson, like a renowned psychiatrist, and 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 give him that theory, he'll probably be mind blown too, because it makes a lot of sense. And think about the trauma of his of his parents, like being dead too, right, you know, yeah. and not knowing the truth of how they died, because his aunt and uncle would say that it was a car crash, and then who knows if it was something else, like you know. But he he'll he would never know the truth himself, and so there's always going to be that void that he has to fill somehow. Yeah, or maybe it was actually a car crash, and then that's right. his way of coping with it because his uh, his aunt and uncle didn't like give him that opportunity mm. to like you know cope. And and then imagining like a family and friends that he creates in this wizard in this like wizardry ro- world. Mm-hmm. I can't say that word. Wizarding wizard, world. Wor- wizarding world. Wizarding well, it, world. I I think it like I read like wizardry world, but I think either one, but. Imagine like so he so he also like this theory would would mean that he imagined these like friendships and these relationships with people that became his family because he felt a neglect of the real family that he had, mm-hmm. which would be the Dursleys. Right. And so I, I don't think this theory is that like far fetched at all. Like I don't think it's a stretch. I think it would make complete sense, honestly. I think it's a great theory. That's it was mind boggling to me, but so let us know if you're listening to this right now, wherever you're listening or watching this. Uh, also, cool fun fact: this video will maybe be available on Spotify now. Yeah, in video format. In video format. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, chances are you can actually see my face right now talking to you. If you just in look at your face. phone, just look at your phone right now. Look at me seeing you. Look at me looking at you. No, look up. Look up. Yeah, look up. Look up. Don't that's look what, at us. That's what Leo DiCaprio said. Um, speaking of crazy theories, can I tell you one that I recently... Yeah, go ahead. This theory is more... It's more of like a crackhead energy theory than it is like anything that's like based on science because science is overrated anyways. Um, so, yeah. is it? Um, so, do you know how every single time you look into the mirror, you obviously see what? myself you see your reflection right yeah and every time you like move and and if you try to like touch the mirror or do anything along those lines your reflection obviously follows suit right Mm -hmm. what if mirrors have always served as a portal into like an alternate reality an alternate dimension an alternate universe 
And your reflection is actually another version of yourself that's do, like trying at, 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 like at all costs to keep you from from distorting the the time space continuum. So like keeping you from entering their realm. And so every time that you try to like, you know, like enter the mirror, if the, if that makes sense, you're always stopped. Mm. So they try their best, they being the your your reflection, it tries its best to like inhibit you from crossing over. And and so every time that you touch a mirror, for example, and you feel that cold touch, maybe it's not the mirror, maybe it's just the other side. It's like it's the other person that's you from another dimension saying, hey, like, don't look. Because I've always felt weird looking into mirrors. Like, like not always, but sometimes when I stare into the mirror for too long, and this might be, like, <laughs> this might be just a sign of, like, mental illness or whatever, but <laughs> sometimes when I stare at myself for too long, I feel kind of weird. I feel like I'm looking, I'm staring at someone else. Mm. Do you ever feel that? Like a dissociation between yeah. yourself and what you're looking at. Right, right. But not, but literally, like, not in a crazy, like, mental illness way. It's it's just like, I just start looking, I'm like, like, it's so weird, the idea of, like, reflection. And obviously, there are going to be people who are going to comment, like, you know, basic physics and 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 refraction of light. And I, I studied all of that in high school. Like, I understand the science aspect of it. But it's just fun to contemplate and to like think like what if that's the reality of it does you know? that go for any reflection or just mirrors glass mirrors i think any any reflection like water reflection like any any no any reflection of like anything like any object mm. in in animal because if you think about it if the multiverse theory is correct then there's an infinite amount of universes right meaning that there's an infinite amount of versions of yourself so when you're looking at the mirror, maybe that's just a version of yourself from a different universe. And then when you're trying to cross over into that universe, your reflection is like, mm, don't do that because you're going to disrupt the multiverse, whatever it is, yeah. order. Doctor Strange. And, th and then Doctor Strange pops up. <laughs> you and know then what? He like calls you and is like, hey, let's go fix this. And then <laughs> and then and then you become Spider-Man. It sounds like a crazy theory, but it does sound very interesting. Like, yeah. it sounds like intriguing. Like, there's something about it that right. might make sense. So next time you look into know. the mirror, I don't know. Just, like, stare like stare, stare yourself down for a little bit. Like, spend, here's a challenge. Go into the mirror, turn on the lights, stare yourself down for as long as you can until you start feeling uncomfortable. And then when you start feeling uncomfortable, ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. And then and then just sit with that, like sleep with that, like stare yourself in the eyes and just like stay like stay there. You'll start feeling like it's someone else watching you. Like I'm it's so, so fucking weird, dude. I, I, I don't I, I don't think you look at mirrors enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I because I don't really feel that way specifically. Like I do understand what you're saying, because like I've had that feeling, like, for example, when I was under the influence, like mm. being drunk or high and then looking at yourself, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I, it, yeah obviously. Yeah, yeah, but it might. But but maybe that's when you're like awakened to it more. Maybe where you where you can actually like process like what you're really like looking at. Because I don't know about you or about the people listening and watching, but as a kid, the scariest horror movies that I've ever seen and that I can recall were were scenes of like mirrors mm -hmm. like involving mirrors it's like saying the something into the mirror the no not just that but the person it like the real person is here and then their reflection is doing something crazy like oh right i remember this one movie that i completely forgot what the name is but if you guys remember it just by the description of what i'm about to say it's 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 literally a lady her reflection is her just like forcing and breaking her own jaw Mm -hmm. And then whatever happens in the mirror happens to the person looking at the mirror, but they're not doing anything. So imagine this this lady just like freaking out and screaming while her jaws just being like pried open because her reflection is doing all the work. 
And so anything that happens in the mirror happens mm-hmm. to the person. Yeah, I I know. I feel like I know what movie you're talking about too. I was scared of mirrors for like weeks. And it's as a kid. interesting that horror movies use mirrors a lot because, like I said, they use it to do the go into a mirror and say this name mm-hmm. this many times because it's a portal to another dimension. They use it when when for example the person's like washing their face and, and then, then they, they look, look up, up yeah. and then there's something behind them it's like and moon Knight the idea of a reflection too. yeah yeah where he looks into the mirror and can see moon Knight and not himself the version of himself that's moon Knight is talking to him yeah that's mirrors have something crazy man it's pretty crazy I- i'm telling you you, you know? know that they didn't always well obviously they didn't always exist but right. for a long time they didn't exist like i don't even know when the mirror was created but back then they like they didn't have mirrors at all uh, yeah like even even like people of high status didn't yeah. have mirrors like that Nobles. didn't exist You're right and isn't it curious and this is super random I, I like i just thought about this but isn't it curious how people tell you to like reflect on something mm. it's like reflect on it yeah so what if if the inventions the inventions if the invention of mirrors coincided with the hyper advancement of society and then the idea of like reflect on something is because mirrors are the ultimate source of our power in terms of knowledge and they've served you know i'm like where i'm taking this i don't know if i'm making sense but is it weird how people are like oh like the 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 reflection of self is true understanding it's like Mm that sentence alone the reflection of self leads to true understanding and and in paradise lost for example the story of eve she became obsessed with her reflection right so there's like some weird just like you said there must be some weird thing about reflections Mm -hmm. that draws people in somehow to something more and with that we are going to jump into our voicemail segment all right sounds good sounds good yeah and then we'll close it off with that um for those of you who don't know every episode we have a voicemail segment that we're still figuring out what we're gonna call it i think we should call it like mentally goners mentally goners yeah because that's what we my uh, mgs out there all the mgs out there because if you're a mentally goner like we are like we consider ourselves mentally goners because we're just mentally gone um so people who call in like that's what we consider you guys to be it's just similar to us you guys are out there man um all right so are you ready then i need a water oh yeah she's drinking water not some, sponsored some water asmr not sponsored by wesley farms bjs all right so you ready yes oh With- sorry yes i'm not close enough to the mic yes i'm ready yes sir yes sir um Okay, so we're going to pick up from where we left off last episode and we're going to play a few of these and try to and try to quickly. All right, so we're going to try to quickly respond to these so that we could get to as many as possible. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of voicemails. There's a lot of voicemails. Okay. Let's play this one. Let me see if the volume's good. Uh, yeah. Um I was going to ask you if you believe in God and and if he's coming back for his church. That's it. Okay. That's the end? Yeah. So uh, do we believe in God and do you believe that he's coming back for his church? You first. All right. Uh, I... uh, Let me think. Let me think. I believe in a higher force that doesn't necessarily abide by the standards that we humans have constructed for what we believe to be God. Meaning, I think that we humans are way too limited in our sensory perception, uh, perceptive capability, sensorial perceptive capabilities to even comprehend or begin to try to comprehend what it is that God is, if that makes sense. So with that being said, I don't think that that we'll ever understand it. I don't think that any religion is right. I think that every religion does its best to kind of make sense of reality but that's about it i think that there is obviously like a creator an architect of everything i think that that is the case i I don't think that this was all just randomly 
uh, created via uh, fucking Big Bang and then and then everything just like generated itself to this level and we're here today because of that. I don't necessarily believe that. I think that maybe there was a creator behind the Big Bang. Maybe every like everything is just very meticulously crafted and planned because there are too many like perfect perf like perfectly symmetrical things in life and i don't just mean that from like a mathematical perspective i mean it in like general like there are just too many like perfect coincidences you know mm -hmm. and and too many perfect beauties in the world in life for us to just like chalk it up to like a fucking big bang and a fucking explosion an atom exploding. yeah so my my final <laughs> answer is that i believe in a higher power but I don't subscribe to any religion. So, I, no, I don't know if he's going to come back to the, your church or to anyone's church. I just don't subscribe to religion. But I but I believe I, I have faith in a larger power. OK, that's me. So I'll give a brief um, answer to this question. I have been torn my entire life on what to believe as well. And I have days where I feel, um, I guess I guess you could say I feel a faith towards what I believe is God, but I also have days where I do have like that that um, like those questions. Like there is that like ambiguous factor to me that makes me question that belief. So, hey, Bubby. Mm -hmm. Hey, Shadow. Sorry, saying hi to Shadow. That's about it, though. That's Shadow. Argument. I would, I would say, I would say, if if I do have a belief in God, I have yet to truly discover that faith. Mm. And then on the flip side, I would say that not having this like firm faith in God makes me believe that maybe I'm like at where you are, where I just believe that there's something greater than us mm -hmm. but i don't really know what to call it or what it is mm -hmm. and that's about it all right that's it um next one ready um, good question though yeah good question very easy question right like oh like, <laughs> like what is god to you like do you yeah. believe in god very uh surface level question <laughs> and that's sarcasm by the way like that's a great question obviously uh all right yeah does this shit actually really work like you should totally like use this thanks okay so he said yeah actually really uh does this shit actually work you should totally uh like use this thanks okay so yep. we used it and it works, <laughs> it works. All, right. Next one. <laughs> all right this one is a minute long let's see yeah so this is um your boy actually i'm not even gonna say my name but yeah so i just had this question and I think about it like every day. So I just wanna know what you guys think. Alright, so if you're like blind, right? You can't see anything. Like you have no eyes, you can't see. Like what do you see? This sounds stupid, but like do you see blackness, like darkness? Mm -mm. Or like do you actually see nothing? Because mm -mm. like people say, How would you see black? If you don't even have any eyes. That's pretty crazy to think about. But like, what would you see? And they're like, nothing. Like, you can't even see anything. But I don't know. I feel like I can't even think about what that would be like, which is just crazy. Thank you. That's well, a great one, actually. What do you think? You seem like you didn't have no. figured out. <laughs> You're like, no, I no, have, actually, I no. Have, I have some answers. Um. <laughs> I believe now correct me if I'm wrong because I do not want to spread misinformation or <laughs> wrong information or false information but I believe people who are blind and can't see are still able to see light mm. through their eyes so they can see like there there are shadows right I don't believe that they see <clears throat> pitch black and I don't believe that they see nothing because like I don't like, what would nothing look like? Just like he's saying, which sounds absurd. Um, but I do think that they see just like you would see your eyelids, I guess. And mm. that's, well, I don't know exactly. But I do know that they see shadows. 
Right. And so, they can't see images, though. They can't see uh, things, people, objects. Right, because, because how vision works is that uh, information hits the eye and then it goes to the brain and then the brain makes like transforms that information into what we see. Because I don't know if you studied this in high school, but the raw image of what the eye sees is like everything upside down, distorted and without much color. Mm-hmm. And then what the brain does is the brain gives it all the information. That's how powerful the brain is. Like the brain is your vision. And so what blind people are, I think, and, and again, like we did no research on this and we're just going off the limb here, off off a whim, off a limb, I said, off a whim here. Um, so what you said makes sense because I think blind people have a faulty percept, like like uh, motor percept, perceptor, something like like they like they can't really transfer that information to the brain properly. Or maybe there's a part in their brain that can't simulate that information, transform it and then send it back. And then that's why what, what you said makes sense. All they see is like light hitting their retina and then that's it. But it's not making information of anything and mm-hmm. it's very poor. Something that's interesting, um, this is like a fun fact. Women are actually able to see a wider array of colors than men are. Really? Yes. And it's 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 a, I don't know if it's a vision thing or a brain thing, like you're saying, but if you show oh if you show women colors, they're able to discern different types of colors from the same shade as opposed to men who will often see see these different shades as the same color and uh, that's like a proven thing that's interesting i don't know that. and and girls went as far as to make jokes about like whenever they send their their like boyfriends um what color nails should i do and then it looks very similar and then they pick like what's the difference and they pick like mm-hmm. a random one because they're like the pink one and then she's like well, which pink one? Because yeah. there's different hues of there's pink. There's twelve of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just interesting, like that. That that would make sense if it's like a. <clears throat> if it's a well, obviously it isn't a vision and mind perception thing. Right. So women just have like unlocked a, a different part of their brain that men have. <laughs> what she's saying is that women are more advanced than men. Is what she's saying. Well, they're, when they're it comes better than men. When it comes to colors, right? Right. But I do understand what this guy said. And like in its totality, it's very interesting. Like think about because like the, the way that he thought about it is very interesting to me because mm-hmm. like it makes a lot of sense. It's like, so how can they see all black if when we see all black, it's because our eyelids are covering it. And we have vision, right? So, like, when we close our eyes, it's just the eyelids covering the eye. But even when you have your eyelids closed, you can, you can see the, s- the 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 light, right? You know, uh, just yeah. like when you're out tanning, you can feel the beam of the sun and see the brightness of the sun through your eyelids. True. So yeah. it's not necessarily pitch black. And also, blind people don't walk around with their eyelids closed. So yeah, <laughs> they no no. So but, but he meant it differently. Like right, right, meant, right. Yeah. yeah, he just meant like if you have impaired vision, what exactly does that mean? Like, what exactly are you seeing? But I think it's exactly what I said. It's not that their vision is blurred, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, for example, like dogs have a different vision where they don't see things colored. Right. Like they don't see sat like different colors and saturations and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And I think for blind people, it's it, it's not necessarily that images are blurred or that they can't see colors. I think it's just they can only see shadows. And then that's why I don't know, because I think I just picked it up from like shows that I've watched where there were like where there was like a blind person in the show. Mm-hmm. And then that's the way that they described She's talking it. about um, Avatar. No, no, no. <laughs> that's Toph? not what I'm talking about. Toph or whatever her name no. is. No. Well, oh. no, she used her other senses. So yeah. that's a different story. It's pretty badass. Yeah. All right. So but um, it is a cool question because like I you know what I like, I'm going to admit something. I didn't even know that dogs see the way that they see mm-hmm. until recently, which yeah. is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. Because I, mean, I always figured, why do they love red fire hydrants if they can't see that it's red? Right. So, 
Because <laughs> it's like every dog will pee on a fire hydrant, but why if they can't even see that the color's red? I think that in their vision, very <laughs> vibrant colors come off as like predominantly black. Like grayed out. They just stand out significantly yeah. from like all like all the gray, you know, like the most solid color is the one that they attract towards. Yeah, okay. That makes sense, I guess. All right. I don't know. So, That's a good question, though. Good question, yeah. So we're going to do one last voicemail to like wrap this up. And ready? Yep. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I'm at a hard point in my life right now where I kind of just, I don't know, like I want to move on from my ex. I'm stuck. Obviously, I've been seeing her for the past few days. Like I've downloaded Tinder and everything. <sighs> I just feel stuck. I've messed my back up pretty bad been in the gym and I had to stop going and I was kind of my out for a while um I don't know like I don't know what to do to be honest um I don't know if I get back to my ex I mean we dated for three years throughout all of high school and it's kind of hard sucks ass but uh yeah Mm. I don't know what to do okay so all right you want to try to give them some advice okay so how this is always going to work is each of us are going to give our own advice and then you guys pick whoever you want to follow <laughs> all right because we're not going to be those like cringy couples that are like no like we like we're like we think together like everything yeah, we no. think is like we're like we're a unit no fuck that um let me tell you what i think i think that the concept of moving backwards there's this very popular um very popular saying in Brazil that has always stuck with me. It basically says that um, people who live off of the past, no, that, that the only thing that lives off of the past are museums. And in Portuguese, it makes more sense, obviously. But when it gets translated, a lot of it gets lost in translation. But the essence of it is like, you should never move backwards in life, always forward, right? Um, that... Uh, the cliche there's there's plenty more fish in the sea like i think that that holds true i think that a lot of people are are imprisoned to their temporary perception of their own reality for that moment so your ex for example might be seeming like the best choice right now because of your limitation and your uh, perceptive capabilities because of maybe uh, you feel a little bit down, ju- just like you said, like maybe a little bit depressed, maybe a little bit unmotivated. And so an easy out, something that you can control that's within your grasp is reestablishing that relationship in hopes that it may um, make you feel good again about life. But I feel like that's just a trap because what has already happened can never be promised again to the full extent. Mm. so i personally don't believe in getting back with exes at all like i think that once it's an ex like that's it it's an ex for a reason right um i think that all the good memories tend to outweigh the negative ones when you're looking at something in retrospect i think that that's always the case because we tend to fantasize about the good times in order to convince ourselves that something is worth having for the sake of making some better men into our lives and that's the big trap. So I, mm. so my my suggestion to you would be to just um, focus on some like rehabilitation for your back, uh, try to strengthen your back again, get back into the gym, uh, focus on yourself, you know, uh, focus on your diet, focus on what you're feeding yourself, focus on your gut health, your gut biome, uh, cut out processed foods and just Find happiness again within yourself and you'll be surprised at how many uh, better people you'll be attracting into your life. And that's no no disrespect to your ex because obviously we don't know her personally and, not, and I'm not saying she's a bad person, but I mean better in a sense where it's when you evolve, the people you attract are automatically standardized at that level of evolution. And that's how you filter out the people around you. And same applies to friends too. Don't dwell on old friendships, high school friendships. Cut yeah. them. Cut them. Focus on you. And then whatever you need in terms of people, stop expecting people to elevate themselves to your level. Say bye. Fucking skyrocket. 
and then expect people who are skyrocketing simultaneously to like involve themselves around you. All right, that was a good answer. Period. Those are. I will say I do have a differing opinion. Sure. Just because, look. So what you said about like good memories outweighing bad, right? But what if this guy's situation was just that they ended for, you know, not even a bad reason. Like maybe it was a distance thing or maybe it was like a a mutual thing. Like maybe nothing, like maybe there wasn't like a bad situation that broke them apart, you know, which is the case for a lot of breakups. Which is a great point because we are missing vital information. Obviously, he did not. Uh, disclose what happened specifically between him and his ex but what like my perspective is just basing off of like expecting the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. worst case scenario being that you guys broke it off in a negative way it just wasn't working out pet peeves like maybe like stuff like that cheating even fights too many fights cheating even like things like that Right. Worst case scenarios. But just like you said, like it could be like a distance thing. It could be something that you guys have been trying to make work. But it just, you know, in that case, my opinion would be because I'm a girl, you know, we like to be forgiving. Yeah. It's not even. No, no, not about forgiving. Yeah. It's it's about being a hopeless romantic. Right. Like if you if I believe that if you truly love somebody, then, you know, you should pursue that. Mm hmm. And because the way that I function is like, if I truly love somebody, then I'm going to pursue that person. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not thinking about someone who might be better for me or, for example, like who who might be more better looking, who might be more um, funny, you know, et cetera, like have different traits that seem, quote unquote, better because when you truly love someone, you only love that person. So mm-hmm. you and in loving that person, it's like you see an imperfectly you see an imp- a perfectly imperfect person as being perfect. Right. If that makes sense. That's a good point. And if that's how you feel towards this girl who you dated for three years, which which is a long time, you know? That's a long time. Like, it's not it's not like he said they just dated in high school and it was like a casual thing. And it was just a fling. Yeah, like, three years is, like, that is a lengthy amount of time. So if, if this girl is still in your life and she's important to you and and vice versa and, and she feels the same way about you, then by all means you should pursue that mm-hmm. because you might regret not pursuing it. Right. Which which would be a big mistake, I believe, because I'm someone who like lives off of love, you know? Yeah. Like I think the sole purpose of life is for me, where or at least the the big purpose of life is finding that love. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a romantic, hopeless romantic like me, then you're gonna chase that. And so yeah, I don't know, like best of luck to you if you do. If you take Callie's advice and you don't, <laughs> then that's okay too. Literally yin and yang right here. Yeah, it's like chaos and. Well, order. you're talking to a girl. What no, do you no, expect? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, so again, like just just choose which one you resonate more with. Yeah, like I would just trust your gut is what I'd say. I would root either way. Like if you end up being better by by moving on and moving forward with your life and creating a a new life for yourself and then finding someone different who might compliment you better than then great but if you feel like if you feel like it would be a mistake not to go after this person then you should follow it if it works out works out if it doesn't it doesn't but then approach it with that mindset and don't get don't just be stuck on a person because of like you said memories and whatnot um like if you're gonna pursue it then go in with the intent that this is not the same person you dated right. in high school. Yeah, don't. I don't know how old you are either, which doesn't help. Like, we don't know how long ago it's been yeah. <laughs> since you've dated, but. Don't live in regret because, like, that's the worst thing, I think. Yeah. True, true, true. All right. So, with that being said, um, uh, anyone listening to this or watching this you guys can feel free to also call us and leave a voicemail you could leave a story uh conspiracy theory you could leave uh 
like questions, topic recommendations, literally anything, just like we've been playing here. Like people just call to say hi sometimes. Um, so feel free to do that too. You can call us at 201-890-2907. That's 201-890-2907. Call us and we'll play your voicemail on our show on the on on a future episode and we have a lot of voicemails to get through so we'll gradually um gradually get through them all because as you can see like one voicemail leads into like a, a in-depth conversation so it's like one's about god the others about love the others about uh blind you know like living blind and 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 it's crazy but like we like we love it because yeah. like it just shows us that that we're all in this together in terms of like living in this life and just questioning it and and just not being satisfied with what we're fed you know like we those who seek the truth will often find it the our emails are mentally gone for sure your what our email our, our emails our voicemails are mentally gone oh. that's what i meant to say <laughs> i was like what like what are you talking about not emails voicemails sorry okay yeah uh yeah our so mentally goners right yeah no but what i'm saying is like they are mentally gone like all all of all of the questions and stories it's like people who have questions or who have um who have uh what's the word i'm looking for who are looking for answers like you said who have like deeper thoughts about things so who are not satisfied with the status quo and what's being fed So, yeah, so with that being said, again, I am Callie Lacerda. I'm Gabriella Lopes. And thank you so much for listening. If you uh, stuck around until now, uh, thank you so much. It truly means the world to us. Don't forget to rate us uh, wherever you can or or show feedback however you can, Uh, be it on YouTube by liking the video, be it through Spotify, Apple Podcasts by leaving a review, sharing it with friends. Follow us on TikTok at Mentally Gone Studios. Uh, Follow us on YouTube at Mentally Gone. And yeah, with that being said, remember that it's never wrong to be mentally gone. And peace out. Peace to the world.